You are listening to messages from Victory Outreach in the city of Whittier. We pray that you are inspired, challenged, and provoked to become all that God has called you to be. For daily insight, please log into victoryoutreachwhittier.org. Today I want to I I be speaking to you. It's a, it's a new year, so we're going to start out. But I want to quote a scripture to you. In Ephesians 3.20, it's not our text. I'm not going to talk about that today, but I, I, it's, it's appropriate for, for our, the first Sunday. It says, listen to these different translations. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly. Somebody say exceedingly. <laughs> abundantly. Say abundantly. abundantly. Above. Say above. above. All that we ask or even think. Woo! According to the power that is in us. He's able to do more. He wants to do more. How many know this is going to be a year of God doing more for us? Amen? But also a year of us doing more. Hello. So I want to talk to you today. I mean, we could give it all kinds of different titles, but what are you going to do with this year? Let's just call it that. How's that? What are you going to do with this year? And uh, I want you to open your Bibles to the book of Luke, chapter 13. I'm excited about this year. I am so excited. All right, good. Somebody in the back's excited too. Amen. <laughs> Some great things are going to be happening this year. The MTC will be starting this year. The Missionary Training Center, Amen. And all the great things that God has in store for our church and for Victory Arch internationally. Amen. I want to read you this story. This is what one of the few parables that Jesus um, spoke on that's called an open parable. Most of the parables, uh, it has an end to it. It has a direct meaning. But this is the parable that is called, and when you study the parables, because you could do that, and, and, and the sayings of Jesus, the parables of Jesus, this is what's called an open parable, which makes it unique. And I'll, and I'll explain to you as we read along, as we read. We're in Luke chapter 13 this morning, and we are going to read from verse 6. Then he, told his, then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree. Now, there's typology in a fig tree at that particular time and who the, the audience that he was speaking to, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, uh, the people of the nation of Israel and the apostles and everybody that was, could hear him speak this parable understood immediately that Israel was always known or, as a fig tree. So he says he's speaking to the nation of Israel to the people that were there. And he's using this parable, and it really comes down to not only speaking about a nation, but to individual people. And he's speaking to us this morning through this parable. Watch this. Then he told this parable, a man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but he did not find any. So he said to the man, who took care of the vineyard. Notice this. Right? You have the master, 
or the owner, you have the gardener, and you have the soil and the tree. Watch this. So he goes to this guy and he tells, he goes to the, he goes and he says to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and I haven't found any. Notice he said for three years. At this point in the life of Jesus, he's about somewhere around five to six months, maybe four scholars say, to the crucifixion. He's already been ministering for three years. We know that he ministered for three and a half years. And he says, for three years, I've been coming and, and I've been looking for fruit. And I don't find any fruit. And then he says this. I've been looking for fruit on the fig tree and I haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? A, a new translation says, why should it waste the ground it's planted in? That's heavy, huh? And then the gardener speaks to the owner, to the master, and he says, watch this. This is like a conversation between judgment and mercy. Or a conversation between grace and judgment. He says, sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year. I want everybody to say one more year. I want everybody to say one more year. Say 2018. One more year. He says, leave it alone one more year. And I'll dig around it and fertilize it. And if it bears fruit next year, fine. And if not then cut it down so the process was he says he says here i'll dig around it i'll go in deeper so you see the work of the father the son and the holy spirit here the father is the owner the master and he comes to the son and he says the son is the gardener and he says i've been coming i'm looking for fruit on this tree trees have always symbolized mankind the fig tree symbolizes Israel. Today, the fig tree symbolizes you and I. And the Lord and his Jesus represents grace and mercy because he died on the cross for our sins. 100% God, 100% man. So he, he understands our struggles, our weaknesses. He knows, he knows what it is as a human being to battle. He faced temptation, yet without sin. Hello, somebody. Unlike you and me. Stop it. He faced temptation, yet without sin, unlike you and me. And so, he says, let me dig around it. Let me get in there. But he, it takes a tool to dig around. He can't just go in there with an axe or just start with a deep shovel and start, because he'll kill the roots. There's a certain type of tool, a hole. Certain types of, 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 of tools that he would use, and that's the Holy Spirit. And, and Jesus is saying, let the Holy Spirit go in deeper. 
Let him bring some more conviction in that man or that woman's life, in that leader's life, in that pastor or whoever the case may be, because titles don't, have, don't mean nothing with God. He cares about the heart, and he says, let the Holy Spirit get in there and let me make the crooked places straight. Let me deal this year with that jealousy. Let me deal this year with that insensitivity and that selfishness. Let me deal with that anger. Let me deal with that lust. Let me deal with that wrong way of thinking. Let me deal with that stubborn pride and that arrogance. Let me deal with that mistrust and the lack of faith that causes them to hold on when they should be letting go. Because I really want to bless them, but I can't because they don't let me. And he's saying, let me dig in there. Let me get. And so you dig and you get to the root. He has to expose the root in order to apply the fertilizer. Fertilizer stinks. It smells. Can I get a witness? You don't believe me? Drive over towards Corona. Or all that places over there. And the stench symbolizes it's painful. And sometimes it's painful when we, the Lord wants to do something deep in our lives. And so, because the whole thing is he's saying, okay, let me get in there. Give it one more year. And maybe the Holy Spirit is speaking to some of us here today. He's saying, are you really, really, you're going to bring and drag with you your struggles, your flaws, your weaknesses that I wanted to give you freedom or I want to take you to another level of sensitivity, another level in your prayer life, another level of anointing. But there's some stuff that we have to deal with and so that you don't bring it with you in 2018 the way you had it with you in 2017. He says in, in, in Hebrews about the sin that so easily besets us. An active imperative in the Greek, a personal participle in the Greek, means it's unique to each individual and everybody has their own thing that they carry. Then it says, and the weights, before it talks about the sin, the weight. The weight is not sin. The weight are things that are slowing you down. So maybe it isn't sinful things in your life, but maybe it's just a lack of priorities. Maybe you didn't put God first in your priorities and you picked and chose what Sabbath, is, what Sabbath you wanted to attend. Or what services, you, and you didn't put God first. And if you just say, man, I'm tired, I'm busy. But if you put God first in those areas, you'll see how he'll give you strength and he'll bless you and he'll open doors and he'll do all the things that he wants to do in your life. What I want to do today is just provoke you in a sense and then look ahead and cast some vision. But what good does it do to cast vision if you're still going to be the same person and I'm still going to be the same person that we were in 2017? No, I don't know if you're hearing me. I know that I don't want to be the same for the love of God. I want to grow and change and be different every year I've wanted to. Now, I know that it's a slow process, and I'm like a piece of rock, and God's been chiseling and hammering away at me. But thank God he doesn't give up. Leave it alone. Don't cut it down yet. One more year. Everybody say, one more year. One more year. Say, one more year, Lord. One more year, Lord. And I'll dig around it. And I'll fertilize it. The whole point is Jesus is coming to the tree to you. 
and he wants fruit. What is fruit? I did a whole series on what fruit is. Fruit is a number of things. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, verse 15, fruit is the giving, fruit is the giving thanks or living grateful, living, uh, 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 living with gratitude in your heart. Philippians chapter 4, verse 17. And then 18 and 19 um, um, uh, amplify that, but Philippians 4, 4, 17 talks about fruit as financial giving. When you're a faithful tither and you give offerings and you're a giver, it's fruit to your account. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 says fruit is love. Romans 1, 13 says fruit is winning souls or leading people to the Lord, telling somebody how God set you free, God can set them free. It's at the laundromat, it's at the gas station, it's at work, it's in the supermarket. It's pulling over when you've seen somebody at a bus bench crying or whatever the case may be. That's fruit. The Bible says in James 3.18 that doing what is right is fruit. Just doing what is right. Now, I believe that 2018 is going to be a year of explosive, accelerated growth, breakthroughs, financial miracles. How many of you divine heal? I believe this is a year of reaping. We've been sowing. Are you hearing me, Victor Outreach Wood? Are you hearing me online? you got to call it in. you got to claim it. I'm claiming it. I don't care what kind of year you want to have. I want to have a... I want to proclaim this is going to be a year. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. And if you go around saying, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Well, then you don't know. Okay, fine. Stay away from me. Because let me tell you something. I know, I believe God's word, and I want to declare... In January of 2018, I believe in God, this is going to be a great year of harvest. We have been sowing and planting and fighting. It's our year. I want to talk to you about not only what we're going to do or what God's going to do, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do with 2018? What are you going to do? What are you going to do with this year? I've already started thanking God this morning. The January 1st, I remember when I woke up, the first thing I said, I laid in bed. We went to bed about, fell asleep about 3.30, 4, I don't know. But I woke up because we had our New Year's Eve celebration here and then we went home we were talking we were watching tv relaxing we fell asleep it was already late i woke up first thing i did when i laid in bed and i woke up my eyes i said lord i thank you this is a year of favor a year of harvest and i started talking to god and god had already told me i'm gonna give you a year you're gonna you're gonna see an accelerated explosion you're gonna have a year of explosive growth blessings finances i'm gonna and I started thanking God and I started calling it in saying Lord I thank you Lord come on somebody a year of restoration huh transformation a year of revelation so there can be transformation oh now we have to understand something if we're really gonna be effective and fruitful this year and throughout our lives then we have to be men and women of action. Somebody say action. Action. You can't just sit there. God blesses what you do. You do the labor, he'll give you the favor, but you do the labor. Hello, son. Are you hearing me? God gives you the favor, but you got to do the labor. 
God blesses what you do. God told Joshua, Moses, my servant, is dead now. Get up! Get up! I'm saying to you this morning, let's get up! Let's cross the Jordan. Let's go to our promised land. Let's be all we can be. Let's have a greater, a better marriage. Let's be better parents. Let's be better. Let's be everything God wants us to be. And let's do what God wants us to do. And if you're here this morning, you're new, man, I want to let you know God has great plans for your life. God is telling you, shh, 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 do you hear? Do you hear? I hear it. No, not the air conditioner. <laughs> Do you hear? God is saying, get up. Get up on the inside. Get up on the inside. And cross over into your Jordan. Take action. Step forward into victory, favor, and fruitfulness this year. It can't just be the same year that you've had. What God is looking for is for leaders and people in this church to have some passion. The devil's always trying to put out your passion. How many of you have experienced that? But well, we can't let him. Passion is birthed from his presence. The, I want to challenge you, be, let this be a year of really seeking God. If you struggled in your prayer life, then make a vow. You're going to really pray and seek and get a hold of God, somebody. I shared with the leaders up there in the mountains of Ecclesiastes, just quoting it. 10-10, if the axe is dull, maybe you're hacking away at your life and your problems with a dull axe because you're not spending the quality time in prayer and the word. I want to challenge you. You know, in the end of 2016, as we were preparing for 2017, I remember I heard the Lord speak to me and he said, son, what has took you the last 10 years to accomplish in the next five years, I'm going to accelerate. I'm going to do things in your church and in your ministry and in your life in the next two to three years that took you ten years to do. And I've seen that happen last year. Last year, we planted three churches in one year. Come on, somebody. They, Pastor Yus is in Europe. He was able to come from here. This morning, Pastor Ray and Crystal are in NoHo, North Hollywood, San Fernando Valley. Pastor Cisco and Michelle are preaching the gospel over in Ventura, California. I've seen an acceleration of all these different... When God speaks, it's true. You just got to have an ear to hear it. And that's what God wants to do in our lives. Whatever God speaks... I told the leaders this, and I want to say it to the church. We have two goals this year. Well, we have a lot of goals, but two main goals. Want to hear them? Yeah. Watching online in Kuwait and all the different places that are watching, let me tell you something. That's heavy. We want to reach people, and we want to keep people. Plain and simple. That's, that's what we want to do. We want to reach people. There's more hurting people out there that we need to reach. We're going to do some some evangelistic events, but everybody here is an evangelist. I want you to bring somebody to church this year. Invite somebody from work. Invite somebody. We got to win souls, a spirit of evangelism. We want our church to become a people magnet. Of course, there's going to be the maturing of the leaders, and we want to keep people. We want to connect people. We want to disciple people. This is what we want to do. Now's the time. Somebody say, now's the time. 
Now's the time for us to press in. You know, I'm going to read in a few minutes. We're going to go to John chapter 15. I want to tell you th three things about fruit. But I, I, I really realize that and, and sense that God wants us to, to really bear fruit this year. This is going to be a year of bearing fruit. First thing God said to mankind was, what was the first thing God said to Adam and Eve and mankind? There. Be fruitful and multiply. How does that apply? Now, he was talking about, you know, producing babies and produ replenishing the earth. But how does that apply spiritually to you and me? If the first thing God said to mankind was be fruitful and multiply, and God says to us be fruitful, what does that mean to bear fruit? We, we talked about it. We talked, it's winning souls, it's being a giver, it's, it's showing love, it's all these different things. How do we multiply? Discipleship. Everyone reach someone. Everyone help keep someone. I want you to reach out to somebody and pour your life into somebody this year. Will you do that? Yes. Will you do that, Victor R.H. Woody, or those of you watching online, will you do that? Yes. That's what it is. Now, turn with me to John 15. I'm going to get ready to close. I was looking at what time it is, and I just got a message right now. All right, Europe is watching. Amen. Love you guys. John chapter 15. Let's turn there. John chapter 15. I want to mention three things about bearing fruit real quick. I'm going to read it. John 15, 1 through 9. And then we'll go back. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of me that, does, that bears no fruit. Somebody say one more year, Lord. <sighs> Let me say that again. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. Dig that tree. Pull that tree out. I've come for three years and there's no fruit on that tree. How long is he going to be a stubborn rebel? How long is she going to? How long are you going to? Lord, forgive me because I'm stuck on stubborn. No. Not this year. Every branch of me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes. Ooh, God, there's that digging and that fertilizing. How many know you're going to go through some pruning this year? You're going to go through some pruning. You know what pruning is? The hard times, the trials, the things that we don't like. But, but God is faithful because he uses those things to mold us, shape us, correct us, change our character. Why? That you will even be more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me. And I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain. There's that word again. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Not only will you bear fruit, you're going to bear much fruit. 30, 60, 
Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Verse 7. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say thank you, Jesus. And it will be given you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. That you bear much fruit. That you go to the hundredfold. Come on, somebody. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. Then verse 9. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. Now remain in my love. So the th three things that we see is number one. In the beginning of the verse, it says here. While every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes. The first thing is you got to accept what God allows in your life. You got to accept what God allows in your life. Sometimes he might allow some hardship. You might face some trials. You might, there may be some things waiting for you in 2018 you might not like. But it's okay. Because what the devil means for evil, God turns it around for good. And even if it ain't the devil and God's just allowing some hardship, it's because he wants to cut away some stuff from your life so that you can be that fruitful tree. So that when he goes to your life, there's fruit on your tree. Accept what he allows. And the second thing, we find it right here. He, he says it over and over. Remain in me and I'll remain in you. Remain in me. I'll remain in you. It's about relationship. What God is looking for is a deeper walk with you. He wants to spend more time with you this year. He wants to know you. He wants you to change and grow. How many of you want to change and grow? Well, then do your part and meet him halfway. you got to meet God halfway. Relationship. Everybody say relationship. I want to challenge you on your walk with God. I want to challenge you on your walk with God. I know we hear it all the time, but what are you going to do about it? Let's press in. And then the third thing, we find it here in verse 9. He says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Remain in my love. If you obey my commands... You remain in my love. Let your motives be pure. Let your motives be filled by the love of God. Live a life of obedience. In Luke chapter 13, verse 7, in the text we were originally in, it says, for three years, I've been coming to look for fruit, but I haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it waste the soil? What God wants to do this year is give you a year of accelerated, explosive breakthroughs and growth, and you got to push towards it. It'll happen as you and I allow the Lord to change us, mature us, and grow us. Somebody say amen. amen. Somebody say amen. amen. You know, this morning, I want us to do several things. Let's all stand to our feet. The last Sunday, I gave you three challenges. How many of you remember that you were here? Remember the three? Now I want to give you three more. I want to have every head bowed and every eye closed. 
Holy Spirit, begin to dig right now. So that you can pour in the oil and the wine, so you could put and apply the fertilizer, which symbolizes conviction. Conviction is a compass, Lord. I've come to realize that conviction is nothing more than a compass that guides us to the places of fruitfulness, to the promised lands in our ministry and in our lives. I pray for those that have seared their conscience through stubbornness, disobedience, selfishness, sin, stubbornness. I pray, Father. Pray that you raise up a mature army here in this church, God. Simply. Lord, I came and gave them a simple word to provoke. Now, Holy Spirit, move, change, cause us to be more fruitful. Those that have been following afar off, this is their year of drawing close. From the 30 to the 60 to the 100 fold, from the outer court to the inner court to the Holy of Holies. Lord, I pray for breakthroughs. I pray for miracles. I pray for healings. And I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now, here's what I want to do. Number one, we did it last time. This is what I want to do again. I want you to turn to somebody other than your spouse. If your spouse is next to you, turn to somebody else. And I want you to look at somebody, another brother, sister, whoever it is. I want you to tell them I love you. And you don't have to say I love you with the love of the Lord. God wants you just to love people. Tell somebody you love them. And tell them you appreciate them. Come on, tell somebody you love them. I want you to know I love you, man. And I appreciate you. I love you and I appreciate you. I love you and I appreciate you. I love you and appreciate you. Love you and appreciate you. Sorry about that. Love you and appreciate you. Love you and appreciate you. Chocolate, I love you and appreciate you. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Shando, Shando. Now the second thing. Love was last time and love is this time because love is one of the strongest forces that we need to have. The second thing is, we're going to say a little prayer together and then we're going to do the third thing and we're going to close. The second thing is, I want all, us all to talk to the Lord. If you've never given your life to the Lord, or maybe you're backslidden, maybe you're watching online and you're not where you should be, you just say, Lord, forgive me. I open my heart and my life to you. I repent, I surrender. Just say that right now if you're here. Say, Lord, I give my life to you. I repent and I surrender. With the blood you shed on that cross, wash away all my failures. Now, the, th the second thing is this. We're going to say a little prayer, but you're going to say it to the Lord. It's not going to be with each other. It's something I want you to pray. And this, it's this. I want you to ask the Lord to help you this year to be a forgiving person. To be a forgiving person, not to hold grudges. Let's do that right now. Let's all take time. And Lord, right now I ask for myself and this congregation that we'll be a forgiving people. 
even as your, the prayer that you taught the apostles, forgive us as we forgive our debtors or our trespassers, those that hurt us. Or, Lord, let us be a forgiving and a, love, a loving and forgiving people the way you forgive us. Letting go of any, any animosity or anything that we hold inside of us against someone that maybe has talked about us or hurt us or, or, or anything that we haven't let go of, God. I pray for marriages, I pray for singles, I pray for the young, for the old, for everyone, Lord. I pray that we would be just like you, Jesus. So merciful and so loving and so forgiving. Because we know, Lord, that if we're not forgiving, then we block off your blessings and we hinder and grieve the Holy Spirit. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Tell you something, unforgiveness will, will, will slam the door shut. Will slam the door shut on God's blessing in your life. It'll slam the door. The Lord deals with it, has grace and mercy with us, but one thing He wants us to do is be a very being loving and forgiving. Those are attributes of a true Christian, of a Christ-like person. And how many know in life you got to be a forgiving person? It doesn't matter what people say. It doesn't matter what people do. It matters what you do. Don't worry about what anybody else. I learned a long time ago, it doesn't matter who's saying what. I don't, if they say good or bad, it doesn't matter. The Bible says in Proverbs that a man is tested by the praise he receives. In other words, if somebody says something good about you, whatever, don't, you don't need that. Don't be little on the inside. Because people that are little on the inside and crave that are the ones that, as soon as somebody says something bad about you, you become an unforgiving and bitter person toward them. And, and you can't be like that. You can't. Just like you don't see it. When somebody tells me it's something, oh, this, that, I, I goes, you know, in one year and out the other and like this. This is what I do. Somebody says, oh, pastor, that was this, or oh, you're this, or something good. In one year, out the other, and my hands, thank you, Lord. Walk away. Because everything belongs to God anyways. We, we, if it wasn't for him, stop it. Where would you be? Where would I be? Right? We ended the year right last year. We ended the year right. And we're going to start the year right. Somebody say amen. Now, well, here's what we're going to do. We're also going to give a love offering this morning. I want you to grab an envelope. And we're going to sow a seed for your financial prosperity. And I'm going to read you a scripture for, the, for some people that have a twisted mentality and twisted heart still in this area and haven't grown. I want you to grab an envelope or you could do push pay or you could text, text give a, a love offering. And I purposed in my heart to give a set amount last, last time in, in both services. And this time in this service, and last time I gave $100, whatever you want to give. Some of you can give 20, 5, 1, 100. Some of you could give a dollar for each day of the year. Whatever God puts in your heart, it's a love offering. It's a love offering. Somebody say amen. Now I want you to listen to this. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that you have renewed your concern for me. Paul's telling the church of Philippi, I'm in Philippians chapter 4. Indeed, as I have always been concerned for you, 
And at every opportunity, I pray for you. I love that scripture. Then he goes on to talk about all this stuff. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Then he goes on, he's talking to the church. He said, not, he says this. Not one church shared with me in the matter of giving or receiving except you. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid, which is finances, again and again, like we're talking about offering. And when I was in need. I'm not looking for what a, I'm not looking for a gift or for, you say, for, for the fight. He says, but I'm looking for what may be credited to your account. I want you to know, just like you have an earthly bank account. You have a, how many of you have an earthly bank account? The home might not. I know, I was in the home. But most of us Christians, we have an account. Whether it's overdrawn, I've been there. Try not to do that. At least keep a dollar in there. Try to be a good steward. You also have a heavenly bank account. It's mentioned over and over. Now, I don't know how that's going to play out in eternity, but somehow it's got to play out because what you do here will echo in eternity. At the marriage supper of the Lamb, the Bible says He's going to bring us into account for the things dead while in the body, not the sins, but what we were supposed to do according to His plan and will. One of them is in this area. Now, I have a seed. This is going to... And I believe this. The Bible says give and it will be given back to you. I'm not doing this because the church has a need. The church always has needs. We need to buy flyers. We need to buy more mic. That's, that's, we're not doing it for that. The, the needs will never go away. We're still supporting Pastor Ray. There's always needs. But I'm not doing that because, oh, there's some pressing need that we got to pay on Tuesday or whatever. That's not the motive behind this. God knows my heart. I'm doing this. Because I learned a long time ago, everything I've ever asked God for, everything I've ever prayed for, I've sowed a seed for. And I've seen the reality of it come to pass because I give my seed an assignment. What do you need from God this, this year? A better job? Financial breakthrough, healing, miracles? Because He gives you pressed down, shaking together, and running over, but not only this because he does do be not deceived God's not mocked whatever you sow you reap when you sow finances you're going to reap finances but the difference between you and God is we do one dimensional God is multi-dimensional he'll give back to you finance but he'll also give you an open door opportunities he'll bring healing he'll bring breakthrough I don't know about you but me and Doreen we, we're believing God for some things this year this is our seed babe this is our seed for what we've been praying for. I want you to lay your hands on whatever you want. Whatever you're going to honor the Lord with. And if you're watching online, you could go to our web, www.woodier, or right there on where you're watching, on the top there's a link. You can click and you can sow a seed, an offering. Let's pray. Lay your hands on your seed. Father, in the name of Jesus, on this third act of this new year, we're sowing a seed, God. And I pray that you multiply this seed back to your people a thousandfold. Just like you gave Isaac in the year of drought. But that you give back to us a thousandfold. I pray, Father, for those that are praying for a miracle. We have faith to trust you for the miracles. Not just 
because we're sowing a seed, but we know the seed will open a door. The seed will come back, good measure, pressed down and shaken together. But we ask you, Lord, that you would add this to our account and that we would reap the benefits, God. Now bless your people. I pray for prosperity. I pray for a miracle of finance to be poured into that man's life, to that sister's life, to that brother's life, to every person that's here, those watching online. I pray this would be a year of blessing and prosperity like we've never seen before. In Jesus' name. And the church says, amen, which means let it be so.